Daily, it's Monday in New Zealand, right? It is. It's, okay. Uh, it well, is Monday morning. Happy one day late Father's Day. Hey, thanks. Uh, oh, yeah. It's actually not Father's Day in New Zealand. Um, oh, yeah. Well, then you get nothing, <laughs> sir. Yeah, no, I do. I get absolutely nothing. I don't know why, uh, but for some reason, Mother's Day is the same in both countries, but Father's Day is two different days. Cool. I know that all holidays are not universal, but I did know no. that Mother's Day was the same day, so right. I just assumed. You just assumed, yeah. No, Father's I, day I did too until I had a kid and then went, oh, oh, no, never mind. I just forgot about you. I mean, I don't. That's, that's fine. It's not the first time. Now I'm just a bad friend on this podcast. At least we're consistent. Oh, consistent bad friend. New band name called it. <laughs> Hello, Cleveland. We are consistent bad friend. Are you ready to rock? Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of The Daily Screening Asks, Does It Hold Up? We're back again for another week. My name, as always, is Daily. Joining me, my partner in crime, Bart Devin. Hello, Bart. Hello. 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 Fear not, gentle listener, we have a guest again this week. So you're not stuck with just the two of us. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, something to break the tension. Uh, we've got our friend Nicole Smith. Hi, Nicole. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me here today. Nicole, where are you in the world? I don't know. I am in Arlington, Virginia. It's very exciting. Arlington, Virginia. Yes. I love Arlington, Virginia. It's okay. I, that's, it sounds like I'm just bullshitting, yeah. <laughs> but I actually do love Arlington, Virginia. Uh, my brother-in-law, well, used to live there. And, he still uh, lives in Arlington, great. Virginia, dude. I know you think that he moved to Bethesda or something. He no, did he, not. He, no, I figured we figured this out later. I I was incorrect when I said he moved to Maryland, which I knew was not correct. Uh, but he did. He's not really in Arlington anymore. He's somewhere no, else. No, he's he, he is still in Arlington. It's still Arlington. Okay. I mean, I believe you because it's your state. It's it's. I'm it's, only a visitor. I'm ninety five percent certain it's just northern arlington nicole he he lives up by do you know where the uh the italian sandwich place is i think it's just called the italian <laughs> shop no i'm serious go ahead and no, you know the italian place. sandwich place the only italian sandwich place yeah. in Virginia. Yeah, the one the one italian no sandwich no no, place no, no. i'm yeah. no i'm no, I'm pretty sure that the name of the establishment is the italian place shut up <laughs> As a Italian American, I'm gonna deem any place that's called the Italian place, in fact, is not an Italian fake place. Italian. I challenge you to Google it right now and tell me that I'm wrong about the name of it. If you just Google Arlington, the Italian place, I bet you'll come up with something. I'm not gonna take away from Twister. Um, I will do that later and report back. No, Twister can take away from itself. Wow. Just fine. Shots fired. Shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> All right. We are off to the races here. Uh, we're talking Twister this week. Uh, Nicole, this is your choice. Um, and I'll just say going into this that uh, neither Bart or I had ever seen this movie before. What? I know. It's. I can't. I have no explanation. I have no excuse for myself um, other than to say somehow I missed it at the time and 
never you know i it's like i chalk it up to being one of those movies that like none of my roommates ever owned on dvd so it was just like never in circulation you know like none of my friends were like oh i love this movie we got to watch this movie did you have roommates in the early 90s when you were a child? No, I mean like when I was in college. <laughs> okay. Like when I was an adult. The, D- and the DVD like, era. Speaking of DVDs, Twister was the first movie to be put on a DVD. I saw that. The very first movie to be put on a DVD. And it was also the last movie to be put on HD DVD, oh. which is the Betamax of DVDs. Cool. Nicole, I want to know your like history with this movie. Like, why, why, did you, why did you choose Twister? Is it like your fave? Is it like your fave? No, it's not my fave. I mean, I do like the movie Twister a lot. And it had been something that I remembered liking, but I haven't seen for a full decade. Um, I'm pretty confident Yeah, that's about it. that's our bread and butter right here. That's what this podcast is all about. And truthfully, when Bart was like, hey, do you want to do this podcast? I was like, sure. Twister, I think, was the first movie on a 20 movie list. So I'm going to also attribute this choosing to Bart as well. He was like, give me a list. And he was like, oh, the first one of this entire <laughs> list? Sure. Okay. Great. Great. You peaked early in your well, list writing, is what te- you say. Technically, it was the first one on the second list that you sent me. Okay, we've never really d- discussed it. No, like th- th- this is a thing that we've never really Lies. discussed on this Lies. podcast, which is in the choosing of movies, there needs to be a genuine question of whether it holds up. We will never knowingly choose a home run or a total stinker. So, so actually, incidentally, Jenna and I watched a movie that probably should be on this podcast the other day. We watched Air Force One. Get off Ooh. my plane. Yeah. That was... actually does feel like prime material for this podcast. Jenna was super into it. She like <laughs> she really got it. Like we started at like ten at night. And it was because I could not I just could not watch Grey's Anatomy. I was like, I can't no, That's I can't I can't very do it. Fair. I can't I don't like I love you. I can't do it tonight. <laughs> My question is, how did you end up at Air Force One? Like, well, was it just on, or like, was no, it? A, I don't know. Let's try this. No, 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 no. It was a, it was a trolling Netflix situation. I was, like was kind of feeling an action movie thing happening, um, and in my head, the spiritual counterpart of, I'm gonna just say, Jenna's favorite action movie, certainly one of mine, Die Hard, first one. Sure. Um, the spiritual counterpart to um, Die Hard for me is Predator. Interesting. Okay. Jenna, Interesting. I don't think, has ever seen Predator. Story check out. And she <laughs> wasn't into it, so we didn't watch it. We wa- so we watched Air Force One. So Air One Force One dead. was the compromise choice? <laughs> yes. If you take Predator and Die Hard and Netflix and put them together, you end up with Air Force One somehow. Speaking of Die Hard, do you know how Die Hard is connected to Twister? Jan uh, de Bont, right? Yes. Yeah, Jan de Bont shot Die Hard. Yeah, he's he was the, the... He's the director of Twister, but he was the DP on Die Hard. Mm-hmm. He was. I was going to say. I didn't know. Oh, yeah. Jan de Bont, Jan de Bont's amazing. Jan de Bont shot all sorts of fun things. He also, importantly, in my life, was the DP oh, no. on Roar, the lion oh, no. movie. <laughs> okay. Nicole. He got he got fucking scalped making that movie. Oh, that's the guy who got what? scalped. On he got scalped by okay, a lion wait, stop, making stop, that stop, movie. Stop, 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 Nicole, have you ever heard of Roar? Not until two seconds ago. Daily, oh, I'm, you're why in don't for you a treat. Ex- explain to her what Roar is, because okay, so Roar <laughs> is this movie 
Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get the year right because oh. it's always early. It's later than I think it is. Yeah, 1981. So it stars Tippi Hedren and her real life husband and their real life kids. One of whom is Melanie Griffith. In real life, they owned a uh, large animal reserve because they did a lot of work with uh, large jungle cats, lions and tigers and panthers and, bears? and cheetahs oh my. and all of these things. Yes. <laughs> oh my, indeed. Um, so they had this big preserve where they kept all of these like not domesticated large jungle cats and they lived with them. And so in order to like get the word out about their cause they made a movie about a guy who lives with all of these large jungle cats and his family comes to see him like he's in africa and his family comes to see him from america and they end up like they get the airport pickup time wrong and he ends up at the airport and they end up at the house full of jungle cats and he's not there and they're just getting chased around by jungle cats for like and it's like yeah, it's like a it's like a horror movie of like this family stuck in a room with all of these wild jungle cats for like an hour. Uh, and the thing is, is that because there weren't trained film animals, like they just like oh every single member of the crew and cast got injured in some way. So Jan Debont was the die? DP. Nobody died, but there were okay. like eighty one sustained injuries, all to the humans. The cats were all fine. Yonda Bont got scalped. <laughs> Tippi Hedren got gangrene. Oh. Uh, oh. Melanie Griffith had to have facial reconstruction surgery oh. because she literally got mauled at one point. And the mauling is on film. It's in the fucking movie. What? Yeah, it's in the movie. Um, this oh. It's crazy. So you watch the movie and you can, like, some of it is, like, blood effects and it's, like, staged. But some of it is just, like, ah, they got, like, slashed in the face. And you, like, you can't tell it apart. So, it's crazy. This, it's okay, fucking bananas. I don't know why you classify this as a horror movie. That movie is 100% a comedy. Oh, no, it's hysterical. It's fucking hilarious, but it is also terrifying at times. I mean, but the script is a comedy script. It's Oh, yeah. No, 100%. Um, no, that movie's fucking bananas, and I adore it. And, uh, yes, Jan DeBont will always be the Roar DP for the rest of time. I don't, I don't care what else he directed. He was the guy who shot Roar. All right. Well, now we're getting into the good shit. Um, <laughs> Nicole, I want to know what your, like, history is with Twister, though. Otherwise, otherwise known as your Twistery... Oh, oh, well done. You're you're fired. Please get your coat. The exit that, is that way. That one's for Jenna. <laughs> like did you did you see this movie as a kid? Were you was it like I did. I didn't see it in the theaters. Yeah. But it was like a year or two years after the first Jurassic Park movie. But I feel like it was the first go of like sciencey movies that had women in it that mm. weren't dumb. And they were science Fair. scientists. Fair. And I've always, like, even as a little girl, been like, science is rad. Let's talk about it. Nice. So, I mean, to have Helen Hunt's character, Joe, yeah. be Doctor of Tornadoes. I, I <laughs> Doctor never of say tornadoes. what she's a doctor of. <laughs> Twisterology. Um, <laughs> I like but it. I really appreciate that. And I did remember that she, like, led this team. I mean, Bill Pacman is there trying to lead the team, but she loved this team. Wait, or can we only refer to him as Bill Pacman from now on? <laughs> yes. Game Bill over, man. Pac-Man. Game over. Um, and they had like that other girl that I can't remember her name because she's only in maybe 
yeah. three shots of the entire film. Yeah, she's like riding um, shotgun in that van and that's about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just like, okay, ladies doing science. Awesome. Yeah, killer. And I mean, so I am from middle of America. I'm from St. Louis. Mm. And I mean, it wasn't Kansas or Oklahoma. But I mean, we grew up and I mean, I don't know if this happens in Boston. Because when I think of like the upper East Coast, I don't think of tornadoes. Yeah, no. But just like... You know, we got trained like there was fire drills and there was also earthquake drills and there was also tornado drills. And I remember as a kid having to go like the sky is green and having to go in the hallway and like cover my neck and head, but like fully leaving my spine exposed in case something falls from the ceiling. (laughs) So, I mean, relevant on all counts. So, you know, living in a place where there is tornadoes and also especially like women in science. Fascinating. That's, no, that's great. That's good stuff. My question to you then becomes, uh, did you feel like this movie was representative of your experience living in a place where there are twisters? Yes and no. I'm going to say like living in an urban area. Hmm. But I feel like there was always like tornado warnings, but hmm. there was rarely ever a touchdown. So it wasn't really, it didn't speak true to like my experience, but sure. like my experience is on the outskirts yeah, yeah, yeah. of fair enough i lived in california for about five years um so I, I guess it's kind of the same where it's sort of like you are sort of trained to expect that an earthquake could happen at any moment and but al- although i feel like with earthquakes it's you know like i experienced a number of earthquakes but most of them were like very minor it was like you know yeah the picture shook on the wall but like nothing fell down and nothing broke you know like but you're also told that like the big one could come at any moment, you know, that like, oh, yeah. San Andreas is overdue for some massive quake or whatever. And like anyone could be the next, the next one could be the big one, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like a little bit of foreboding, but most of the time it's just sort of like, oh, yeah, the earth, earth's moving. Yeah. Whatevs. Totally. Well, let's talk about this movie a little bit then. Yeah. I mean, I'm interested to hear like what you guys truly thought of it because you saw it for the first time. I'll say I, I, I thought it was pretty fucking good actually like i was surprised at how well it worked um i mean it certainly feels like of its time Mm -hmm. you know i mean it is if for nothing else it has the most 90s tastic cast of actors that i have ever seen in a single movie it's insane. Anthony Rapp is in this movie and he doesn't have a line of dialogue. He's just standing around in the background of shots. It's ridiculous. Jake Busey is back. This is our second Jake Busey sighting. He yeah. has an amazing little goatee, like chin strap goatee. And um, and I think he has one line in the back of a van that he's like not even in focus for, which is also great. Um, it's really simple. And it's almost, in a way, like charmingly straightforward. Um, it's just these guys running around chasing chasing tornadoes, and it's like it doesn't have giant stakes. It's just like we want to want to put this thing in the in the twister, and that's hopefully we get we have four of them. Hopefully we get one of them into the twister, and that's it. I was that's like, it. I bet Dorothy's one through three are not going to work. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, hmm, interesting. I was also thinking about it in terms of like if this movie were made today and if you did it today, the stakes would be so much higher. You know, I mean, at its at its heart, this is a movie about scientists in pursuit of knowledge to get some to get some data. 
Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just weather nerds looking for data. That's all it is, you know? Whereas, like, today it would be, like, I've invented a thing that can stop tornadoes and we've got to get this thing into the disc and if we do it, then we can, you know, we can prevent the thing and this entire town is going to be leveled. It will be, it's a super tornado. Yeah. It would be, like, apocalyptic stakes yeah. and it would have, like, the like Geostorm was the thing that came to my mind. What is this? Oh, Bart, you're going to fucking love this. It's what called it? Geostorm. That, that was a car, if I'm not mistaken yeah yes it was uh, it has gerard butler andy garcia plays the president what um yeah no exactly. it's good but it's literally what? about like uh they've built a, a big space station that and a network of satellites that can control the weather that was like built to prevent like apocalyptic weather and then uh, bad guys get control of it and they start using it like the weather as a weapon <laughs> that's how you do this movie in today's world you know it would be insane stakes uh and and like a big high concept uh as opposed to just like we want to know which way the wind is blowing so again this is like my fifth or more time watching this film i totally forgot the beginning where Mm. her dad dies yeah that's rough um oh are we oh okay Zack snyder so i mean (laughs) i feel like her entire career is based off of to get this research to then help people give families a better yeah. warning, yeah. So no one has to. It's run very to personal storm for cellar her, yeah. And then try to hold a storm cellar door because he's stronger right. than a fucking tornado. When I was thinking, you know, and I it didn't I didn't realize at first that it was a flashback. Um, and if there was a Chiron there that said like 1970 something, then I missed it. There was. Oh, okay. It was 1969. Because I was thinking to myself, like he's into the in the basement, and he's like holding on to the storm cellar door, and they're showing like the the latch on the door, and it's just like this flimsy little thing. I was like, you live in like Tornado Alley. Yeah. You've got a storm cellar specifically to survive tornadoes, like. Wouldn't you have like a big ass fucking latch on that door? Wouldn't you have like fifteen bolts and like, would, you know, the things? That's the thing yeah. I use to like keep my baby from walking in the bathroom door. Like that's that's <laughs> nothing, you know. But if he wanted to die, there wouldn't have been a movie. That's she true. would have never gone. That's true. She's got to see it. She's got to see it. Do all you know? the things. Bart, what about you? Um. Well, <laughs> I, I didn't. Like fucking, I, I didn't fucking hate it this time. This week. But there were definitely some things. Um, Bill Paxton, to me, in nothing that he has ever been in or will ever be in. Well, he won't be in anything. Oh, shit, he's dead. That's right. How dare you speak ill of the dead? Bill Paxton, to me, has never had his shit together in anything. What do you you mean, has his shit together? Every character he has ever played, he ever did in his whole career, is always the guy who doesn't have his shit together. Yeah, that's true. True story. Face of Bill Paxton. That's the that's the voice of Bill Paxton. Everything he does is like an inch from a freak out at all times. That's Bill Paxton. (laughs) Um, He's like one of those blow up things in front of front of the car dealership. Basically, yes. He's a a noodly guy. That's right. Um, Yes, every fucking time. And I did not buy him. As a super-powered human barometer, or as a love interest for Helen Hunt. No, no, I fucking loved him as the weather shaman who could just like sniff the dirt and be like, "It's going to the left." Like that shit was amazing. I mean, it was ridiculous. <laughs> yes, which is why I loved it. I mean, I have like, more two... of this, please. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to interrupt you, Bart, but I have two pages of notes, oh, and the biggest page, like biggest thing of note, is like. Bill Paxton hates his life in this movie. Four bullet points, dot, dot, dot. In short, he's a dick. 
So <laughs> continue with your synopsis. Yeah, no, he. I, I did not buy him as a competent human being. I will say I like Bill Paxton better when he's like a, a like a slimy asshole. Oh, like yeah. him as like the aw shucks good guy is sort of boring yes. to me. I like it when he's a fucking psychopath. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, and also, I just didn't buy him in Helen Hunt ever at any point during it. I just don't. Well, he's got like a almost a decade on her, <laughs> so it's a weird it's pairing. Not even that though, it's like I, I don't know. It just. They didn't have the kind of bickering chemistry that I wanted them to have. Personal yeah. opinion, he is not attractive in the least. <laughs> and Helen Hunt is beautiful. Yes. So, I mean, Helen Hunt that. is radiant yeah, in this she looks movie. Great. She is oozing star power like you would not believe. She like I, it, it actually I like blew me away. I was like she should have been in a million movies after this. She is so fucking good in this movie. It's insane. Yeah. I think she switched to maybe directing. She does. She does do a lot of directing, I think. A lot of, like, TV directing and stuff. I did not know that. Bill Paxton, though, was not the original choice for this movie. There it is. Who was it? It was uh, America's dad, Tom Hanks. Uh, I don't think so. No. Tom Hanks Hanks was, like, pretty far down the track on on being in this movie to the point where he was, like, like, doing wardrobe consultations and like helping to choose the guy's wardrobe which i think is what paxton ends up wearing for most of the movie is wardrobe that was chosen by tom hanks i mean it does um, look very american dad and yeah that yeah. makes sense i really like that one that one outfit that was chosen apparently by tom hanks where he comes out of the shower and he's just got his shirt open down to his fucking belly button for no goddamn reason yeah that was i did not like <laughs> shower's free yeah that was, that was weird it was a weird choice button up dude uh it was also almost uh, they went out to uh, Kurt Russell, uh, and they went out to uh, Batman himself, Michael Keaton. Oh, um, Keaton would work. I could see Keaton. Keaton would work. There's one line in, in in Big Lebowski that, to me, is just the essence of Bill Paxton, which is, "You're like a child who wanders in in the middle of a movie." <laughs> <laughs> That's Bill Paxton. He's just kind of, "I'm here." I was the second, third, fourth choice, but I'm here, so here we go. Bill Paxton is amazing, but, like, yeah, this is not his best work. Like, he's one of those guys who is best used when he can be a supporting guy and who can just, like, come in and fucking kill it and, like, steal steal a movie, but not have to, like, carry the movie. Yeah, I mean, his his best work is Aliens. Am I wrong? Yeah. Uh, Hmm. He's also really good in um, After Dark. Uh, which was uh, Catherine Bigelow, one of early, Catherine Bigelow's early movies. Uh, yes! He plays like a, a crazy fucking vampire, like a like a like a shit kicking vampire cowboy, and he's fucking crazy, and it's really good. Crazy Bill Paxton is good. Bill Paxton. I mean, I don't like as like an adult woman the movie Weird Science, but yes, well, that's very reasonable. He, he is a really good asshole in Weird Science. Oh yeah, yeah. He, Chet is he's phenomenal as Chet. We also have Carrie Always in this yes, movie. Yes, we do. Yes. Carrie Always doing his absolute smarmiest uh, with a real weird accent, too. Yeah, that's why I know. It's his Southern American accent is so, yeah. so bizarre. It's what so is weird. happening? Yeah. I have no idea. It took me quite a while to recognize Philip Seymour Hoffman. I had no idea Philip Seymour Hoffman was in this movie, and I practically jumped into the sky. I was so happy to see him in a goofy fucking hat and a shirt, like a Hawaiian shirt, and he's just bouncing off the fucking walls the whole movie. He, this is this might be one of my new favorite Philip Seymour Hoffman performances of For all time. For a while, I thought it was the 
the the guy whose name escapes me, but he was he was uh, one of the kid actors in Mighty Ducks Two. He grew up to become Foggy Nelson. <laughs> that guy. I uh, yeah. almost yeah, said Elden the Henson. kid yes. from Mighty Ducks. <laughs> yeah, he, he. I mean, yes, the, that kid was like nine at the no, time. No, I know that, but, yes. but I was like, that can't be him. That's not right. It's impossible. I was like, who is? I recognize that person, but I, I didn't. Mean, Phillips Seymour Hoffman, aka Dusty, which is Dusty. such a dumb name. He was a comedian. Isn't his name like Dustin? Dustin like Dustin Rhodes or something? Isn't his like Dusty Rhodes? <laughs> oh, I don't know his last name, but that would be fucking his porn name. But yeah, and then Doctor Melissa Reeves, Jamie Gertz. Is that yeah? How you Jamie Gertz. Yeah, Jamie yeah. Gertz. I was just I forgot that she was in it, and I was like, oh, you. I hated her <laughs> character though. I mean, I hated Bill Paxton's character the most. Yeah. But like, I didn't like. There was such a juxtaposition. Between of like the two types of women we can have in film, which yeah. is Helen Hunt's character and then her character. Yeah. And I was like, oh my, like I maybe should have drunk um, when I was <laughs> watching this movie. Um, but I was like, you could make a drinking game for every time she says honey or sweetheart. Yeah. Oh my God. Her like, accent is, her accent is all over the map as well. Um, and I think you're right. I think uh, Jamie Gertz is probably that role is probably the one thing in the movie that just flat out does not work at all. Like on any level. Um, but she does have my favorite quote in the movie, which is what she did not marry your penis. That is the best <laughs> quote in the entire movie. I laughed out loud when she said that. My favorite line from this movie was cow. <laughs> that cow reminded me of, do you remember earthworm Jim? Yes, I do where, remember Earthworm Jim. Oh, where they part, launched yeah. the cow with the refrigerator and the seesaw. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking of when I saw that <laughs> pixelated cow fly by three times. Yeah. I was like, really? There are a couple things that don't work about this movie, like, just outright. The first is definitely, I think, Jamie Gertz's character. Yeah. Um, she's it's a th- I mean, it's a thankless role to begin with. Like, she's clearly there because they need to have some outsider who can ask questions and the, all the scientists can explain things to for the audience. You know, she's the audience surrogate. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But she's just, she's not quite like the nagging harpy girlfriend, but she is there solely to not understand what's going on and to not be able to connect with Bill Paxton on an emotional level and to be the obvious like bad choice against Helen Hunt. So like she's set up to fail from the outset. Uh, the only like saving grace she gets at all is like some comic relief when she's doing all of her like therapy stuff on the phone. But even that feels really rough and dated it's because it's from the 90s when like therapy was a punchline where it was like there was still a lot of like stigmatization around therapy and the idea of going to a therapist was like you know or like you know who what a therapist was and what therapy was like was like still kind of played for laughs Um, and i just don't think you'd see that the same way today you know oh now i know what sorry i just realized something I was What's that? the whole time I was watching yes. the movie. I was trying to figure out why I wasn't into the Helen Hunt character, and it wasn't the character. It was Helen. It was What's Helen that? Hunt, and I was like, "Why is this not working for me?" Because she's doing fine. She looks the part. Like, what? What is it? And it's and it's that she's Helen Hunt, and she's not Laura Dern. I think subconsciously, I really wanted her to be Laura Dern from Jurassic Park. 
It was the same general time period. They're both blonde. They're both strong female characters. They're both written fairly similarly. Yeah. Yeah, I would say they probably used Laura Dern's character as a blueprint for yeah. her to a, to a certain degree. And, and that's you know? why. Like a more sort of ballsy Hel- uh, Laura Dern. Yeah, and I was talking, you know? but why can't I buy Helen Hunt? And it's because I, I think subconsciously I want her to be Laura Dern. And also I just expect her to be Helen Hunt for Mad About You. Yeah, the guy that wrote Jurassic Park. Michael Crichton. Yeah, Michael Crichton. Yeah. yeah. Co-wrote Twister with his wife. Well, yeah, Jurassic Park is is, co- is based on a Michael Crichton novel, and this isn't based on a novel, I, no, don't, I don't think. think so. I think he just he was just a gun no, for hire doing screenwriting for a while. It. So yeah, so there's definitely yeah, you got the Crichton connection there for yeah. sure. Yeah, just Bill Paxton and just like what an asshole. Yeah, like he just hates his life. I don't understand his character. Yeah. He won't let Helen Hunt's character drive, <laughs> and just like he hates his new job. Which why is being a meteorologist such a horrible thing? He hates his new fiance's job yeah and, which is a therapist and everything about He's, her yeah oh yeah there's that he is a horrible driver he almost crashes their car multiple times yeah times. And then he is petty as hell. <laughs> and also, he's just a horrible he, person. Well, he was extremely, extremely bad to his fiance. Remember, they were engaged. Yeah. Which he, like, Helen's Hunt character didn't know and had never met yeah. her. And just he just brings yeah. her along. To sign divorce papers. Happening? To sign divorce papers. Oh, so Horrible. petty. I mean, I'm trying to picture a world where I would introduce any of my exes to any other of my exes. <laughs> or my wife, for fuck's sake. No, absolutely not. What a, what a stupid JV choice. The, like, the fiance, again, in a like really bad script, like character moment for that fiance, you know, the tornado comes and fucks up the drive-in theater. And they're like, oh, it's headed for the town with, with my aunt. So we've got we to gotta go like right now because she could be fucking dying in a tornado. And Jamie Gertz is like, wait, let me just break up with you real quick. Let me just call off our engagement real quick before you go. <laughs> like, totally. dude, pick, yeah. read the room, man. Pick another moment, you know? Yeah. And I also think that that moment when Paxton and Helen Hunt are like out on the road and like they're having that sort of like argument and he says like, oh, you're, you know, you're turning up what's right in front of you. And he's like, it's like him kind of saying like, I still have feelings for you. And, and the fiance like hears it over the radio. Like something about that moment, like doesn't play. I think it was like bad ADR or something. It doesn't really cut together well. Um, and it sort of comes out of nowhere from, from him as a character moment where he's suddenly like, uh, I still like you, even though I haven't indicated that at all up until now. Helen Hunt, Joe is the main character. And I feel like we know so much more about Bill Paxton's character. And like, why? Yeah. Yeah. The focus should have been more on her and, and, and less on him. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. She's also a much more interesting character than he is. He sucks. Yeah. Did you catch Netflix's little warning about this? <laughs> No. <laughs> so you know, you know, like the ESRB, they they rate, they give you their rating, yeah. and like for nudity, violence, swearing, whatever, oh, right? Man. The one for this movie is rated PG thirteen for intense depiction of very bad weather. <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck? Twister PG thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was that one shot where he had his shirt open, so it was probably. Oh, well, there's that's true, right? There was like there was half a half a Paxton nip. So there's that, and then I mean, this movie brings up the old age old question: if a female character takes a shower in the story timeline and it's not filmed, did she ever take a shower? Yeah. Yeah. Useless, like gratuitous shower shot of her washing her hair. Yeah, it was only two seconds. 
I mean, I don't find Bill Paxton attractive. I don't want to see him in the shower. But he just got out of the shower. <laughs> and then we follow her up. And it's literally two seconds of her washing her hair. I have no yeah. clue what that was supposed to add to the film. No. Whatsoever. It's, it's the classic film double standard. You see him get out of the shower. And then you see her in the shower. It was because so that's the only way people want to see it. Oh, yeah, okay. no, it's awful. I totally agree with that. But if we're going to talk about extraneous footage... This three and seven eighths hour movie, most of it is just just a lot of driving around, and Philip Seymour Hoffman is yelling cocaine out the window. Like, it's just <laughs> that's like it's just a lot of driving around. I did think it was weird. There's a bit early on where it's like when he is when he first meets up with them, and they're kind of like by the side of the road, and they're like, "Oh shit, the storm system's coming into place!" Blah 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 blah, and they all like jump in the cars. We gotta go, we gotta go, and they're like r- like racing down the road, and the music's playing. Like that's so weird. This movie's fucking crazy. It's like so happy and joyful most of the time. It's like it's awesome. But they're like running around, and they're like racing with Carrie Elwes's guys, like cutting them off, and but and then they just all like pull off to a diner at the side of the road like why were you all racing to that diner yeah. i don't understand the, the it's pacing. such a, this big momentum and then it just stops and goes nowhere the pacing of this movie is weird it was it was like hurry up and wait in that order yes they were saying that the reason they were doing this research is people can get the average was a three minute warning and yes. i don't know how the fuck they would be able to say and now with this yeah, technology she wants to extend we know it to this 15, time yeah they're like oh now it will be 15 which I mean, none of us are doctors of tornadoes. Um, But I would love to know if there's any factual science in this movie whatsoever. Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking, too, because I was like, well, it's been, you know, 20, like almost 25 years um, since this movie came out. Like, has tornado science progressed? Like, do we get better warnings for tornadoes these days? Like, I honestly have no idea. Are we getting those 15 minutes? Helen Hunt, where's my 15 minutes? I feel like what they were trying to do with the pacing, though, is it was so long that we had to, like, just follow Bill Paxton and his journey to (laughs) go from one type of woman to the only other type of woman. (laughs) And if it wasn't that long... We won't understand his choices. That's true. I, I That's think, true. You need to give that journey time to breathe. I, I think that this movie had a hard time knowing who the bad guy was. Well, the bad guy is weather, which is pretty tough. Well, it, no, well, no. I mean, but is it though? I mean, is is the antagonist the weather? Is it Helen Hunt's memories of her father and his bad carpentry? <laughs> is it like? Is it? Is it Carrie Elwes and his and his? You know horde of minivans like who's the bad guy no it's bill paxton i actually think i can get on board with this so it's like i don't think it knew what it was trying to be and so the story feels really incoherent and that makes the pacing weird i feel like at some point they just made a list when they were writing this movie of what are fun things that we can make fly through the sky, like make fly in the air past them, past our actors during a storm? Yes. Uh, we've got cow, we've got boat, uh, tricycle, uh, oil tanker, uh, tractor. Like it's just like Carrie every Elwes. scene. It's like which which thing is gonna fly past them in or this like, in this storm? How tough a truck that every person could buy 
can go through. That yeah. truck could not have gone through that fucking house. Yeah. Are oh, you no. kidding me? No, 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 not at Are all. Are you kidding me? There's no way that could have happened. I a really great cool shot. Oh yeah, great but bit. Fuck yeah, you, Twister. The effects are the other thing that sort of is worth looking at because you know those always feel rough the longer removed we are from them i think the storm effects themselves are pretty good yeah they actually. look okay i think that all the twisters that look the twisters look good and like when that's the name of your movie like that at least is you know helps to you know keep it on track where the the actual storms like still still look pretty decent i mean there's not a lot of detail work in them so they're they look okay it's all of the debris <laughs> That looks real bad, you know. Like anytime there's something flying towards them, it's like, oh, I don't know about that. I'm gonna agree with you, but the one caveat is, I think, and I feel like it's because it was at night and they were trying to do too many effects. Mm. The twister at the drive-in, yeah, like with the lightning flashing oh, on it sure, and like yeah. going through the screen. That looked like shit, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, and there's, like, after he drives through the house, there's, like, a big tree branch that's, like, coming straight towards the car, and, like, that looked real rough. Yeah. Um, I actually mm-hmm. was real nervous at the beginning because, like, the very first shot of the fucking movie is, like, that satellite overhead, oh, and then God. it, like, is, like, the the U.S. with, like, the dotted lines around the states, and that just looked like such garbage, and it was, like, the first seven seconds of the movie, and I was like, oh, no, oh, no, what are we in for? Wasn't, but it got it got it got better after that. I feel like the CG was one of the big things about this movie. Like, I feel oh like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There was like big I've, tests. This was like one of those things where it's like we're sort of showing what we can do with CG in in this movie. I think the cow was like a um, like a test shot that they had done to like sell. Hey, we can we can make this movie. You know, the cow, the cow looks awful. I know. Um, I know it does not look good. But there is also a lot of practical effects in this movie. And yeah. Jan de Bont said mm-hmm. in an interview that like part of why he wanted to make this movie was because he knew it was sort of right. They were right on the cusp of, of digital taking over. And he thought it was like sort of the last chance he would get to make like a big epic sort of disaster type movie um, where they could still do a lot of practical stuff. Um, and the practical stuff looks great. Like the when they pull Auntie out of the house and then the house collapses on itself, like that shit looks cool, man. That's a that's yeah. a that's a good bit. You know, that whole house like collapsing house bit is really good. And I mean, when they drive through that house, yeah. that was a really cool. <laughs> when they shot. drive up the it stairs, it could happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was awesome. Another thing I really liked uh, for the effects was the that. Sh- the sort of big money shot at the end when they're uh, they're like strapped to the pipe and they're looking straight up the barrel of the big uh, the big twister and yeah. there's like the little sort of mini thing in the center and you can mm. see the clear sky like like that was cool man like that was a nice looking shot like the effects were okay and it was like a, a, like a visually it was like a cool design of like what's it look like in the middle of a twister like who fucking knows but that looked pretty cool yeah I'll give you that yeah I also I'm pretty sure that. Cameron is actually Ferris Bueller. Cameron. I was going to say, how have we gotten this far without talking about Cameron Fry? This is what happens. He like he 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 crashes the Ferrari. He gets thrown out of the house, <laughs> and he starts chasing storms to find himself. <laughs> Tell me, it doesn't same character. Not, absolutely. No, and I then, believe that. His and then whole, he gets his abducted whole job by aliens be... and ends up in Star Trek Seven somehow. <laughs> it's good. I like it. Uh, his his whole job seems to be. Uh, Navigator GPS. Yeah, he's just got a he's just got a truck full of maps, yep. and he just he just tells people where to go. And it's like that that job doesn't exist anymore. He has been replaced by my phone. 
It's, you don't have that guy on the team anymore. Yeah, and his nickname was Rabbit? Yes, Rabbit. Rabbit, yeah. Rabbit knows. Rabbit is wise. <laughs> yeah, there are so many weird nicknames. If you're a storm chaser, you probably have a cool code name. Right? I mean, I, mean, I would hope so. They're on, like, CB radio, so I would want a cool nickname just for the sake of being on the radio and having a cool nickname. But Joe didn't have one. Bill was the extreme. The extreme. extreme. Fuck that. <laughs> it's extreme. Um... <laughs> Dusty, Rabbit, the guy that was in Police Academy. He yeah. was the guy called he, Preacher. He was called, yeah, Preacher. Yeah, yeah. He gets the cool. I, I like, like that. Is he a Preacher? I, who fucking knows? I do like the bit when they're uh, in the uh, they're bunkered down during the drive through thing and um, the hubcaps come off the wall and he gets like a takes a hubcap to the forehead. Like, that's a that's a good bit. I like that. I really thought he was someone was going to get like decapitated by a hubcap for a second, but uh, no, he just takes a gash to the forehead and he's fine. So there's a couple of like weird trivia things that I just want to run through because I think it's really fascinating because the making of this movie is actually kind of crazy. Um, it was a co-production between Warner Brothers and Universal. So they both financed this thing, which means they had the money to do shit like the town of Wakita that gets leveled by the tornado like they had uh, like an old town section of the of the town that they demolished for the movie so what you see is actually the demolished part of that town that the film crew fucked up on purpose for this movie and then when they finished filming the studios paid to rebuild like half the town that is so bizarre uh, from like a historical standpoint yeah, yeah. That's I know. They have like a museum ooh. to the movie in Wakita. You can go to like the Twister Museum in Wakita and I think they have one of the Dorothy's or a replica of one of the Dorothy's on display there. Well, I mean, bring tourism to small town America, right? good for that. Whatever works. Is, is it a museum of natural <laughs> twistery? Uh, I hate you. I man. hate you so fucking much. <laughs> you gotta stop. <laughs> Never I'm extreme. This movie it was known when it was out for uh being so loud and so bass heavy that it would routinely mm. blow out the surround sound speakers in theaters across the country that's awesome <laughs> Which, oh, yeah for, that i like upgrade. that i could see that all the stuff when they're when helen hunt and bill paxton are driving around in the truck and it's like stormy weather outside in order to make the outside the car look like muddy and cloudy and stormy to achieve that effect they just overlit the inside of the car so that the so the sky out the window would contrast, oh. and Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton both suffered like minor retinal burns from being overlit in the fucking truck. What, what the fuck? Jesus. Yeah, right. It's fucking bonkers. From that, you can go temporarily blind. Yeah, yeah. it's fucking wild. What was the other thing? Um, oh, so while it's very possible that. Uh, Cameron Fry may have grown up to become a storm chaser. Um, this this movie does actually share a universe, weirdly. Uh, the big oil tanker that rolls at them and, and explodes is uh, the, the company name on it is Benthic Petroleum. That's the company that Ed Harris works for in the Abyss. No. So technically, this is an Abyss shared universe what? movie. <laughs> That is so weird. Oh, that's right? so weird. Like, it's the alien predator. It's the alien skull in the predator ship of weird okay, science cool, movies. Cool, cool. But not actual weird science because that's got good Bill Paxton. I do know a fun fact. And if you're going to say this daily, I'm sorry to spoil it. But 
all of the news reporters that were on the TVs were actual like news, local news television reporters. Yes, I saw that too, especially the one uh, when her dad dies at the beginning. That was like an actual news broadcast of him calling a storm uh, from the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pepsi had like massive product placement in this movie. When they add wings to all the little weather sensors at the end, they're all they, Pepsi they cut cans. up all the aluminum cans. Mm -hmm. They're all Pepsi cans. Where did they Every, get all, all those cans? Pepsi cans? Where did they yeah, get all those I know. cans? And I feel like it would have taken hours for them to like cut them all into little wings and attach them to the little sensors. I feel like they brush it off like it happens in 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, no. Can you imagine being like the runner on that film and being like, you're going to spend 12 days yeah, cutting gluing Pepsi cans, Pepsi yeah. cans yeah. to these things? Also, these people are doctors of twisterology, as we have discussed any number of times. As we've discussed, yes. And this nobody, is well covered territory. And nobody thought that maybe to put the, wings on the sensors that all the little sensors <laughs> might need to fly put a sail on it <laughs> nobody thought of that i will say that's better than the the squares yeah he's got cubes yeah they're yeah. square they're cubes and like those aren't aerodynamic no not what at all what is happening i agree that's some junk science right there news about the dorothys because what kept happening is they were trying to get these sensors into the tornado and they yeah. Something would go wrong, right? They couldn't get the yes, thing out of the yes. truck or the thing would get destroyed by a tornado. And I don't know why they couldn't just switch them on. I, f I felt like all of those should have worked. No, I mean, in real life, they should have. Because if they can pick up a fucking yeah. truck, wouldn't those be... I think the only thing is, is they didn't have the lid open. But also, I'm going to say that a twister could fucking... If they could lift a car... It could open I mean, a lid of that garbage can. You know what they should have done? They should have gotten the latch from her childhood home. <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved. Oh, that's so dark and fucked up, but I love it. Well, that's so weird. You were like, Pepsi placement. So yeah. I was like, yeah. yeah, exactly. But you didn't even notice, you know? No, and I wasn't like, man, I have to go drink a Pepsi now. But I wonder if that's even like, do, is it that's just a consequence of like, we don't, we just don't notice that shit anymore? Like, it doesn't I mean, seem weird that they're not like fake soda cans, you know? I, I don't know. I feel like if you're going to bother with product placement, it should be pretty obvious. Yeah, like they go to get lemonades and coffees. Why don't, why don't they just go to like whatever counter and be like, can yeah, I have two right? Pepsis, Pepsi? Pepsi. I would like Pepsi, wink, please. Wink, wink. Yeah. Double Pepsi. And then everything slow down and then just like Bill <laughs> Paxton <laughs> being a dick, just like slowly drink a uh, uh, can of Pepsi. Pour some down um, his open shirt. Ah, do oh. not want. Do not want. <laughs> Gross. There's an urban legend, by the way, that uh, this movie, uh, like just like the scene in the movie where they're watching The Shining and the twister comes through and like fucks up the screen, that this movie was playing at a drive-in and a tornado came through and wrecked the theater. Um, cool. It didn't happen. It didn't happen, but uh, it was. It happened like while there was a drive-in theater that got fucked up while this movie was in release, and it was like it wasn't playing when the tornado came through, but it was like scheduled to play later that night. I mean, I'm not superstitious or anything like that, but I don't know if I would want to watch this movie that has that scene at a drive-in in, in Tornado space. Alley. Yeah, no, neither would I. Um, Bart, there's one other weird piece of trivia here that I wrote down uh -oh. just for you. Just for me? Oh, no. Just for you. Oh, God. So the Dorothys, you know, they've got, like, flashing lights on them. Mm -hmm. They custom made this special siren noise for them uh, by combining the uh, sirens of a police car, an ambulance, and a fire truck. Um, 
so they like you know com- comboed those sounds together to create like a unique siren sound for the Dorothy. Hmm. You've heard that sound before. Why? That sound, the exact same sound, is heard in the big crane chase scene in Terminator Three. They did it by accident (laughs) because they happened to have fire truck, an ambulance, and a police car. They recreated the sound by accident, but it is exactly the same siren noise. Yes, I've unfortunately seen that. So Terminator Three, Daly and I have a theory. Okay, that Terminator Three is secretly the best one. I mean, I would venture to say that none of those movies of Terminator are the best one. (laughs) Well, keep going. Terminator Three, it's shit, and they knew it. I mean, they had the the weird Sergeant William Candy thing. They they like yeah. got this. They're like they're driving a crane through the side of a building in a chase scene for absolutely that chase no sequence owns that chase sequence is so fucking good. It's ridiculous, but they knew what they were doing and they leaned into it. And I appreciate that, even if it makes it technically worse. It's better at being worse. I will say I was kind of shocked by the uh, guy who gets impaled by the scaffolding who's driving Carrie Elway's car. Oh, Um, that was rough. That guy didn't deserve it. (laughs) I know, that guy was kind of great. Yeah, he was so nice. And I feel like if anyone deserved it, it was Carrie. It it was like extra cruel, I thought. Um, And like, especially because nobody really gets fucked up in this movie like grandma gets trapped in the house or auntie gets trapped in the house but she kind of gets escapes with like a few scratches essentially um i thought that one guy was going to get decapitated by hubcap but he was fine um and then all of a sudden that guy just gets like brutally impaled by the scaffolding i was like oh jesus it like threw me for a fucking loop yeah i wasn't expecting that um i also really enjoyed the bit uh in that chase during that last tornado um where they're uh, like trying to get away from the tornado, they're trying to they're trying to hide, and they go into the like the barn, and they they go in the barn and they look at the ceiling, and there's just like a million like scythes like dangling from the fucking yes. ceiling. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I don't even. They say something, and I didn't yeah, even. Yeah, they say. Who yeah, are I didn't these even people? hear what they said because I was just laughing, cackling yes. at the fucking scythes dangling above their heads. They're fucking Damocles. It's amazing. And then they go to that little like. I don't know what that that little building with the pipes in it. Yeah, and Bill Paxton's just like these pipes go at least thirty feet down. Like, how do you know that? How do you know that? Seems very unlikely. He's also a plumbing shaman. Yeah. Well, he smelled the soil. (laughs) Also, just leather straps. Just strap it onto that pipe, guys. Well, I mean, technically, it's the same family that has all of those blades. So why would they not have things to? Potentially tie things up as well. Look, I don't want to kink shame whatever family lives in that farm. Uh, you know, you do you. Another Midwestern family, all right. wearing plaid. Dad's also wearing a baseball cap. It's a universal symbol for farmer. Plaid and a trucker hat. Sure is. The Kubiak from Parker Lewis Can't Lose is in this movie also. He has like no fucking dialogue. He's just like hanging out. Yeah. And Carrie Elway's crew is full of familiar faces that don't say anything. It's great. <laughs> Somehow we keep stumbling upon these like mid '90s ensemble casts. It's a delight. It's like Joey Slotnick. I, feel, I remember that guy. I feel like <laughs> yeah. Nicole, have you seen Contact? Yes, I've seen Contact. I don't know. I'm just starting to pair these. Yeah, well, oh, similar era. Contact's '90. Sim- similar era. '99. Strong female scientist lead. And I'm yep. like, 
they all need to have their dad die, and that's how you become a scientist. Yeah, surely there's a cutscene somewhere where Laura Dern's dad died. We're just I was just about to say. In Jurassic Park. Laura Dern's dad was actually killed by a Cretaceous plant. We just, you know, we never saw it. We just never saw it happen. But you had to think about it, didn't you? <laughs> um, cool. Well, I, I think that probably just about yeah. does it for yeah. this one. Um, final final thoughts, Nicole? You feeling, you feeling positive about this still? Yeah, no, totally. I think it holds up. I did really like it. <sighs> I just don't like Bill Paxton in this, but that's fine. <laughs> He's like half the movie, uh, though. <laughs> you can't say it holds up except for the main character sucks. Like, how fucking dare you, Helen Hunt? It, Helen Hunt is the main character. No, we already decided that she should have been the main character. Oh no, no, no! Like sh- her, like go to Wikipedia, read their jazz. It's all about her in the whole movie is about her doing research to make little girls in the Midwest not see their dad get sucked in by a tornado. Well, they should all That's become better carpenters. Those dads need <laughs> to learn how to install a fucking deadbolt. But I did really like it, especially, like, again, there's, I mean, even today, in 2020, there's not that many films where there's a main focus on lady scientists. That's true. Or just science in general. Like, that's the other thing. Like, it's, like I said, it's just a movie about the pursuit of science. And that's, that's great, you know? Like I said, I, that's one of the things I... So I, I, I also feel pretty positive about this movie. Like, yeah, there, there, you know, there are some things that don't work about it. Uh, the fiancé character uh, really doesn't work. And a lot of the early CG is uh, pretty cringy. But for the most part, uh, I, I was pretty happy with this movie. Um and yeah, I, I loved the, I found the simplicity of it, like really endearing, like really charming. It was just like a bunch of science nerds driving around trying to learn more science. And that was the whole movie. And I was like, yeah, that's great. I'm, I'm into that movie. I mean, it's no The Rock Punches an Earthquake, but it's still oh pretty God. good. Yeah. So you guys are both positive. I, mm, I'm going to give it. <laughs> I'm going to give it... Stick to your guns, Bart. Stick to your guns. No, 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 no. Because like, there, I think all of the points that you've raised are valid. I think there are a lot of ways that it falls down as a movie. It's too long. There's a lot of random crap. I think in some ways mm. it's saved by some of the truly random crap. Yeah. Helen Hunt is good. J- Bill Paxton, he should have ended up dying in the tornado. Like... <laughs> Think, think how, like, that would have been cool. That would have been cool. That would have been ballsy. Yeah, that would have been a different... Whoops. Right up the funnel. Sorry. Right, right up the funnel cake. Um, I'm going to give it a narrow, narrow holds. I'm going to say that it holds sideways. Um, <laughs> sideways. There, there are things to like about it, but I'm not in any <laughs> great hurry to watch it again. Um, yeah, no. I, I, yeah, I, 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 I mean, like, I, I feel like for me, that is the, the ultimate test of whether something does or does not hold up, especially if you haven't seen it before. It's... Hmm. Will I will I watch it again, at all, and if so, yeah. when? How soon? Um, and will I ever watch it again? Maybe. Will it be soon? Yeah. Definitely not. Um, yeah, wouldn't go out of your way to watch it, but if it was on, you'd be like, oh yeah, all right. Th- right. That being said, I feel like if I'd seen it as a kid, I would have really liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think I would have been really into this if I saw it when it came out. I because, think I, I think I would have fucking loved this movie. Because when you're a kid, you're, well, I mean, you're like, like when you're a kid, your sense of pacing is totally fucked up anyway. 
Uh, yeah. And, and yeah. like, in, you just, I think you kind of drift in and out of consciousness when you're a child. And it's just like, or at least I did, apparently. And it's, it's like, like, no, I feel like when you're a kid, there are things, like, you have an expectation of not understanding everything that's going on. And so you can you can okay. forgive a lot of things that as an adult you're like I don't know about that. You yeah. know, you just don't notice them. So all that to say, I'm trying to figure out whether it would hold up if I had seen it as a kid. Oh, sure. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like it wouldn't. But I feel like seeing it as an adult for the first time, it kind of does. Which hmm. is kind of backwards. I, I I would have expected myself to be backwards on that. But um, so I'm going to say it holds up sideways cool well i think we can uh, i think we can call it yeah cool thanks for thanks for coming to play thanks for having me all this was delightful this is a great choice it was a, it was a perfect selection uh next week uh bart i think we're, we're gonna do hook yeah right <gasps> this is i've been kind of working up to this one because this was one of the that's one of the ones that sort of gave me the idea for this podcast in general because i haven't watched hook in many years, I saw it many, many times as a child because we owned it, and I think my—I feel like my sister was really into it. Um, so we watched it a lot, um, and I liked it a lot as a child. But I'm pretty sure it does not hold up at all. I'm pretty sure it's capital B bad. Um, really? But yeah, I feel yeah, like that's Jamie, where I'm at going into it. Jamie's Jamie's yeah. joining us, and she's gonna go to bat. I think, right? Yes, my wife will be reappearing on the podcast, and she uh, she she she's got some some deep love for Hook. So uh, we're already going to be at odds walking through the door, um, and I'm going to watch it like next to her and not talk shit about it if I think it's bad. So I'm going to be, gonna be I'll interesting. Listen to the episode because yeah, I love that movie as a kid. Yeah, but I can't you could watch my that. you could listen to my marriage crumble apart and Ooh, live on the air. It'll be great. Um, I'll be quietly drinking in the corner. Um, all right, so so hook next yeah. week Oof. with the return of my wife Jamie, our certified yeah. film scholar. Yep. As opposed to you and me, who are just a couple of assholes talking about movies. A couple, a couple of Bill Pax tolls. All right, that just about wraps it up for us. Thank you for coming along on another fun-filled adventure, disaster movie central here. Uh, we've had fun talking. I hope you've had fun listening. Have a lovely evening and a fantastical tomorrow. Cow!